हाय गाइस वेलकम टू दी थर्ड एपिसोड ऑफ ऑल थिंग्स कंपाउंडिंग आज के वीडियो में वी आर होस्टिंग मिस्टर अनुपम रूमटा नॉट ओनली इज ही एन एक्सपर्ट इन स्टॉक मार्केट्स एंड म्यूचुअल फंड्स इसके साथ ही साथ ही इज ए ग्रेट ऑन्टरप्रनोर जिन्होंने अपना एक बहुत ही अच्छा पर्सनल ब्रांड बना लिया है हिज वेबसाइट अनुपम रूमटा डॉट कॉम इज वेयर ही ऑफर्स मल्टीपल कोर्सेज टू हिज क्लाइंट्स एंड एजुकेट्स अलॉट ऑफ पीपल इसके साथ ही साथ ही ऑल्सो ऑफर्स अ सर्विस कॉल्ड फॉलो माई पोर्टफोलियो इन टूडेज वीडियो हमने सबसे पहले तो प्राइमरीली बात की हाउ कैन यू बिल्ड अ पर्सनल ब्रांड वेन इट कम्स टू इन्वेस्टमेंट मैनेजमेंट इंडस्ट्री आई माई सेल्फ आई एम लुकिंग फॉरवर्ड टू बिकम एन ऑन्टरप्रनोर इन दिस फील्ड सो आई थरिल इंजॉय दिस कॉन्वर्जेशन एंड फॉर ऑल दोज पीपल इन माई ऑडियंस जो खुद भी इसी पाथ पर चलना चाहते हैं दिस इज जेन्यनली अ ट्रीट फॉर यू इसके बाद हम म्यूचुअल फंड मास्टर क्लास में एंटर करते हैं जहाँ पे सर ऐसी ऐसी चीजों के बारे में बताते हैं जो मुझे भी नहीं पता थी so i thoroughly not only enjoyed it but learned immensely from this conversation with him and i hope you too as well uh, thank you anupam sir for uh, for being here on all, on our third episode of all things compounding thank you thank you kashish for inviting me so uh, uh, you are one of few people on linkedin and generally on social media jinko mai bahut closely follow karta hu not because i have a lot of respect for uh, what work do you do but also because you have a very fascinating career trajectory and the way that you've built a brand around yourself when it comes in the investment uh, industry so kudos to that so uh, what i want to communicate to my audience here is ki first half mein we'll be discussing about how anupam rungta sir sort of built a brand for himself uh, on linkedin and then wahan se he is being able to funnel clients for his venture which is insanely awesome and uske baad we'll be moving on to the mutual fund masterclass so if you want to just skip to that don't worry main niche chapters ka link dal dunga you can directly skip to that but all those people like me jo khud bhi uh, apne early age mein hai and they want to build a career a venture in investment uh, management industry this is going to be perfect section for you to start off sir uh, i was reading about yourself and maine aapke career trajectory mein jaake dekha i had read ki aapke parents aapke father bhi annual reports padte the which means ki wo bhi khud ek investor the then why is it that you uh, did your engineering degree rather than going for a commerce thing see i am a, uh, i am from 90s in terms of my you know the prime schooling years and uh, i'll tell you what the atmosphere that time was so uh, first of all the kind of awareness i see now uh, in the today generation in terms of kya subject lena hai what to study what not to study so that was not really there and i was always a average student Uh, what what happens in uh, for every student is tenth board me if you get good marks which happened with me and tenth board is simpler than other other class so uh, you tend to think that you know you are good in studies and you take science very simple concept that you are good in studies take science you not good in studies take commerce that was the only two straightforward options right so i took science now i took science so i did did engineering naturally right so i had no clue about you know uh, what career to choose and uh, you know if my father is doing something can i choose that as a career because i had no clue about it in terms of what is my where is my interest area so that's how it happened it just went in a flow when i went to engineering then i realized ki ye kya kar liya i mean this was not my cup of tea so and then i moved back to finance field after engineering and uh, as i read ki uske bilkul baad aapne apni cfa ki preparation shuru kar di thi right Right. So, how was the shift like uh, from being in like, your high school? Be your computer science. I mean, PCM. What will happen? Then you have done four years of engineering. Degree. Achanak se finance me shift. Hona that too. One of the toughest uh, 
finance uh, curriculums out there how is the shift see uh, it's was not about ki uh, what i am going to do in terms of tough or easy the idea as i said when i went into engineering i realized that this was a mistake so and uh, it was not easy for me to go through that four years of journey especially from third year onwards i was just waiting for it to get over so i mean those last two years were not very easy so the moment i got out i was like it was like uh, coming out of jail and i was like okay fine now let me do what i really want to do and, and not that i was still clear about what exactly i want to pursue in finance because finance is a very very broad term, broad uh, domain and again this was in 2006 so so the awareness in terms of internet and mentors and people guiding was not really there uh, compared to what we see today so uh, i just you know shifted towards finance i again i tried a lot of things i did a few ventures also i was not very clear ki finance hi karna but i was clear ki engineering ke alawa kuch karna hai i don't want to do engineering or anything to do with computer science or it or tech so i was just exploring myself uh, in those you know my 20s that's what i did so moving on what you said already ki aapne isse pehle bhi venture kiya anupamroomta.com is not the first venture that you had 6 to 7 ke beech mein you did your own personal venture and then eventually you moved into a more uh, corporate job so i wanted to understand what was the first venture like what did you do back then tab kya aise issues aaye ki you decided ki nahi mere ko corporate mein jana hai and aapka corporate career bhi is equally successful wherein you've worked with some insanely awesome companies so i just want to understand what was that one year like between 2006 to 7 जब आपने पर्सनल किया एंड व्हाट मेड यू चेंज सी अगेन एज मूविंग फ्रॉम इंजीनियरिंग टू फाइनेंस एज आई सेड इट वाज अ वेरी ब्रॉड डोमेन सो आई डिड सम इंटर्नशिप्स हियर एंड देयर आई नो आई यूज्ड टू सिट विद माय डैड इन ऑफिस यूज्ड टू गो टू मीटिंग्स विद हिम यूज्ड टू गो टू मीटिंग्स विद यू नो पीपल माय डैड कनेक्टेड मी टू सो इन टर्म्स ऑफ अंडरस्टैंडिंग व्हाट दे आर डूइंग एंड हाउ दे आर डूइंग विद इन द फाइनेंस इंडस्ट्री एंड आउटसाइड फाइनेंस इंडस्ट्री आल्सो so that one year was exploration phase and my friends who were from engineering they were getting you know into different companies different jobs non tech non tech jobs and that was a happy happy news for me that you know that they they can get the job in the finance field so you know even i can get the job and uh, since i was not clear in that one year i was just you know doing everything i could uh, i could get get my hands on i thought let's take some corporate exposure because uh, once i get into a business i cannot go back i can always come back from job to business but going from business to job is uh, is rare i mean it's not uh, easy from psychological point of view that's what at least i could figure out so yeah so that's what made me go to the uh, you know go to gurgaon gurgaon is where i did my three and a half years of corporate stint and that was i think one of the so apart after engineering that was the, again a very sharp learning curve in terms of life skills not uh technical skills but life skills ke point of view sir i learned a lot in those three and a half years three through four years so sir after this aapne three to four years as you say ki you've learned a lot of uh, life skills uske baad you even moved into a more technical roles as well jahan pe aapne like proper aap ek uh, stock market expert banne ke ek phase mein aage the and then finally in 2019 uh, you received your sebi uh, research analyst ka Uh, this thing certificate and you also started your anupam roomta brand uh, brand right. so was it all planned ki ha 2019 se uh, i've i've learned a lot uh, soft skill bhi aa gaye hain now it's time to go berserk on what i love and so i just want to understand that transition see uh, uh, i think my uh, you know entire 20s till uh, you know mid 30s has been all roller coaster right i have been experimenting everything everything uh, here and there so nothing was planned 
uh, I was just going with the flow. What is working? What is not working? I did a couple of uh, ventures, did not succeed. Ventures outside finance field. I got into real estate marketing. I took some franchisee as well. And, uh, you know, I don't, I mean, the kind of stuff I, I we started a uh, discount card, I remember in Jaipur. So we did a lot of uh, stuff here and there apart. Nothing to do with finance, nothing to do with engineering. We did Jobi Hartlage Karo. So I think that that also helped me in terms of gaining different perspectives and experiences and, uh, you know, that uh, way of approaching uh, people, way to approach people. And I, 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 I learned uh, mindset. I learned, learned how people behave. That's what, you know, I was, you know, I was subconsciously learning in all this, in all these years. 2019, as you're mentioning, I, uh, I mean, uh, again, it was just another chapter. It was not planned. That you know, let's take the SEBI license and uh, let's uh, you know start the, the the company in my own name instead of you know having a company and all those things. So whatever past experience I had, and uh, I would say rather from 2020, I have started planning in the sense that you know now I want to do this, now I want to do that because now I can see uh, that this this particular uh, path which I have taken, I can really contribute and add a lot of value. So now the planning has actually started just last year, not before that. Before that, it was all like going with flow. That's what that's how it has been. So, yeah. And I, I think planned. God, God, uh, specifically, ऐसे path बनाता है. And like you've been fortunate enough that you are at a phase wherein everything is going as per plan. And I hope things go as well. Now talking about your own anupamroomta.com, right? So uh, uh, I want to understand that you have what services you give. Uh, the reason I want to ask, uh, I want to understand is because I want to know ki, how can we as, let's say, investors, jo chate, how can we monetize upon our skills and what are different ways through which we can channelize our knowledge and our, uh, you know, vigor to learn about and teach about markets to other people. So what sort of services that you offer and how has that eventually evolved over, let's say, past one year? So, uh, so. The, my flagship uh, product, I would call it's called Follow My Portfolio, wherein I share the details of my own uh, stocks portfolio. And uh, as an investor, you can go and subscribe and you get the inf- details the, in the in form, form of the list of the stocks and the proportion in which I'm investing into. And whenever there's a change, you can you will get intimated through email. So that's the core uh, product which I started. That's that's the core which what I do in terms of research. That's what I am. I'm a, I'm a research analyst and that's what I do. Uh, uh, now, uh, 2020 is when I started with uh, courses. Now that was like a new venture within within my, my uh, uh, this anpomrunta.com uh, brand. And uh, that education thing were, was taken pretty well. Um, I didn't really, because I was I was doing investor awareness programs for a very long time in corporates and schools and colleges and doctors and all those. So so I, I think that was again uh, you know building up and adding up, and uh, that. Program uh, uh, went well, and then I thought that this is this is the way forward. And uh, uh, so right now in the education side, we have two programs. One is mutual fund program, where we, wherein we teach people how to create a mutual, equity mutual fund portfolio, how to monitor, when to sell, how many schemes. So basically, you learn everything in and out in that three-day program. And the other is a stock market program. That's a two-month program. That's a weekly classes, and then there you learn how to pick stocks what to do, what not to do. We focus a lot on temperament and mindset in the, in that program. And uh, yeah, so these are the two uh, the programs we have right now. And uh, we are in the process of building a couple of more programs, which will, I think, come by 
next year march to april most likely so that one is on debt mutual fund one is on financial planning okay so yeah broadly that's that's what that's what we so um, mutual fund stock market debt mutual fund and financial planning i think this will kind of complete the requirement of of an individual in terms of you know uh, starting to invest how to do how to do financial planning first and how, how much to invest where and all that so i think it could ki- kind of everything will be there at, at uh, in under one roof so you building uh, one stop solution for any anybody out there jinko finance related kuch bhi janna hai like anything they can come to anupam rungta and just learn about it that's awesome right. i want to now understand ki abhi when you're operating what are your operations like like do you have a team and like if you have a team how big is it how do you sort of carry out operations also uh, what has your uh, primary uh, strategy i'd say been uh, engaging with clients because uh, i see that you also have a whatsapp broadcast list jahan pe aap wo karte ho then you have a thing on linkedin as well uh, i'm assuming wahan se bhi aap kafi zyada traffic generate karte ho for your uh, site and for your programs right so i just want to understand that how did you approach it and how's it going uh sorry i missed your first question uh, first question is related to how did i operations your operations ki how do you operate ah, and operations do you have a team yeah. yes sir right got it got it so uh when it comes to team i have i don't have any full time employee uh i have uh freelancers well, you know uh, someone taking care of website a couple of people taking care of content one person taking care of designing uh fortunately my wife knows uh, everything into digital marketing so she is the one who take care takes care of that so wahan pe kuch paise bach jate hain uh so 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 that so it it broadly covers covers everything what we need but yes eventually as we are as we are growing and we are we need we needed we need a couple of more people so we are in the process of you know uh, figuring out whom to hire how to hire and all that but yeah right now my team is i mean there is no full time employee and uh, the reason we don't have that is one in my research side i don't need i don't have a one to one solution i don't like uh you know i will not say kashish uh, you know this these are the 10 stocks for you ajay these are the five stocks for you you know manish these are stocks so it's a, it's, a, it's a once one it's a follow my portfolio so i am not doing any customized advisory so i don't need a team to do, do any research uh, there other other places where i am delivering the program i am the one who, who will deliver i can't ask anyone else to deliver the program right i am the one who will create create the content because i have to deliver that and that's a one time creation right so uh so apart from this everything else is back end operations right so so pretty much more or less my wife takes care of the all the website and digital marketing and content and i mean i do get involved uh, uh, i i don't really have a choice there but uh it, it's it's quite structured so far i would say so i don't really have to spend much time in non productive work i can focus on my research and i can focus on delivery and i so, think that is super yeah. important because when i was also trying to sort ki mere ko apna business model kaisa banana hai i was uh, i started ki sab kuch mere ko hi karna padega because i want perfection and the only guy i know who's good at it is me that was also yeah. sort of an egoistic thing and also uh, because we really love what we are doing we don't want to compromise and we feel that the other right. will not do justice to what we are doing but i don't think that's scalable मेरे को बहुत मुंह की खानी पड़ी बट यूट ऑफ मैनेज टू डू इट वेल यू हैव योर वाइफ सपोर्टिंग यू एंड ऑल्सो फ्री लांसर एंड यूर ऑल्सो लुकिंग टू लेट्स हायर अ कपल पीपल लेट्स ऑसम द अदर द सेकेंड पार्ट ऑफ द क्वेश्चन वॉज यू रीचिंग आउट टू क्लाइंट सो इट इज वी आर व्हाट्सएप एंड लिंक इन सो हेल्प वॉक मी थ्रू वॉट्स हैपनिंग देर so again so uh, since the digital marketing is taken care by my wife so anything related to that she is doing but you know we i already had a client base i mean i've been 
there in the industry for last 10 years and 12 years and you know i know people i mean people know me in in sense of whatever social media connection and uh, otherwise also so there was some momentum at the beginning when we started of course and apart from that uh, we also i mean my wife knew that content is is the king uh, if you want to really scale up in the digital marketing uh, space so we started you know building content on linkedin we started with only one channel we said there's no point you know being a, uh you know jack of uh, all, all the all the social media channels just just focus on one but yeah what happens is with the content which we develop or which we get uh, you know uh, from our content writers we can use that content at uh, for for all the all the channels we have or maybe two three four channels uh whatsapp you're talking about we have discontinued with whatsapp we have come uh, come uh, you know made it uh, uh, telegram now so so that we are not posting on whatsapp anymore i mean uh, we have very few people uh, you know in my personal number where the whatsapp broadcast goes but we had it on the website now it is telegram so uh, yeah so pretty much content uh, we have linkedin is is as you rightly pointed out is the core of uh, you know our uh, focus as of now and we do plan to start with youtube youtube channel uh, i am just being reluctant because once you start you can't really stop as you also pointed out uh, you know earlier that <laughs> uh it's it's very easy to get lazy and you know get out of that zone and again you have to put the same effort again and that's what is you know uh you know stopping me ki wo start kar diya to rok nahi sakte so 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 that's one thing i'm i'm you know next uh, next target which i have so uh, yeah i think that that's working well for us so far whatever we are so- doing in case you do need any help on youtube and i'll be more than happy to help you like any time oh, uh, awesome awesome on the linkedin sure. on the linkedin side i i i researched and i realized that you hired one of linkedin influencers for your personal branding right so i wanted yeah. to understand ki unhone aapko aisa kya sikhaya because i think he definitely would have helped you get a lot of reach over linkedin so what are few key points jo unki conversation aapke beech mein jo bhi uh, like uh, discussions hui usse aap mujhe sar bata sakte ho ki wo do teen points jo main khud aaj se apply karna shuru kar anybody for that matter jo apply karna shuru kar sakta hai if they're building a brand on linkedin or not just linkedin it can be platform agnostic kisi bhi platform pe kar rahe hain just what's the mindset and few strategies to apply see i mean uh, the person you're talking about he uh, he is not guiding me or educating me he is you know giving me the service in terms of content writing right now what i uh, you know one thing i was clear that content you know as as i said the content is very important and it has to be consistent right and again given my bandwidth and the my uh, you know the kind of work i need to put in i don't i i was clear that you know being consistent would not be possible without delegating this job so uh, what yugash brought in was one uh, consistency so i have you know a database of content ready for next few days uh, and obviously i have to review that i have to make changes wherever necessary uh, second thing what what is working in the content now which was not working earlier when i was doing it myself is one it is uh, mostly most of the of, of the content is in the story format so the public can relate to that right and uh, there is uh, it's it 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 should not be preachy i mean i i mean uh, uh, being an advisor i have i have this tendency to you know and being also uh, in the education space now i i i if i write something i'll start you know teaching people from day, for line 1 so it should it should be in a format that you know someone is reading they are engaging and they get the message but they don't feel that someone is teaching or preaching them something right so so that's that's one thing uh, one other thing uh, which worked third we have experimented a lot so i mean uh, uh, we i have always okay with you know trying out new things it it works fine it doesn't work fine 
trying out different thing means in terms of you know having a carousel having a meme uh maybe having some having putting some video trying out different times morning evening or night uh, you know maybe doing two posts a day maybe doing uh, you know not doing posts on certain days so we have tried everything certain things work certain things did not work uh, uh giving out free ebooks for example so there, there are different things we we tried so uh, we have we know what uh, now we know that you know, these things are working so let's focus on that some things are not working so let's you know keep keep them aside so there is no and, and having said that uh, you since you are active on linkedin you must have noticed that there are people who do very different kind of stuff there is no one formula for any social media channel i believe though yeah broad structure can be same but there are different people doing different kind of stuff and they are doing well so uh, i mean you have to you know find out what works for you but yeah consistency is something which will remain uh, constant across the channels that's what i believe yeah this this is very enlightening i'd say uh, now i'd stop the personal brand and anupam rumta wala section and now we'll uh, morph into the mutual fund master class the main reason sure. we all are here so sir mujhe sabse pehle to yahi samajhna hai ki there are a lot of players in the mutual fund industry like there are amcs then there's a cams jo rta hai then grow and zeroda coin jo app hai jiske through hum kharidte hain right so these are all players out there and hum investors and then there are some mutual fund distributors as well so right. a lot of these players i want to understand ki how do they interact within the whole mutual fund ecosystem because before we get into mutual fund investing we're going to have to start from scratch to aap mujhe basically ek do minute mein samjha do ki how do they interact and where do i as an investor lie in this whole ecosystem uh well i would say quite a broad question but you anyway, know i'll try to concise it into one to two minutes see as an investor uh number one i have two choices now first choice is i do everything myself i say that i know how to choose a mutual fund scheme i know how to operate online you know all those channels or apps or whatever it is and i'll do everything myself and the second simple option is you hire an advisor or agent or whatever you call that person right now uh let's say we go with the second one which is i think more uh, appropriate for someone who is getting into mutual fund industry or equity market for the first time so it's always good to have some guidance uh, uh, in terms of getting the right uh, mutual fund schemes and also the back end stuff so within advisors now also there are like three four five different kinds of advisors thanks to sebi i mean really thanks to sebi because now as an investor i have a choice so as you said mutual fund distributor that's the most common license you can you can i mean you go and ask people about mutual fund advisors uh, 99% case that person will be a mfd uh, will have a mfd license so you can go through them they will manage your accounts uh, they will you know give you uh, advice as well and uh, whatever back back end of office work they will do the other license is sebi ria registered investment advisor uh, the difference here is uh, the kind the way they charge you the fees So in case of MFD, they will not charge you anything. They will get the commission from the mutual fund company. In case of uh, RIA, they will charge you directly, and the mutual fund company will charge you less in a direct okay. plan, direct mutual fund scheme. Why? Because they are not giving any commission to this guy, this yes. RIA guy, right? So, so in a way, you save some money there in the scheme, but you pay some money to this guy. Okay. Then there, then there are uh, like people who have got license like me, but I, I am not into mutual fund advisory as such. I am only into the mutual fund program. so uh, we can only charge a fixed fee so this these are all sebi regulations like i can i can as a ra research analyst i can only charge a fixed fee if i am doing this advisory service and it's like a doctor's fees you pay a fixed fee whatever your portfolio is doesn't matter right 
and then you have robo advisory script box if you have heard the name funds india so you go online you you know create your portfolio you 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 fill up your form and they will advise you what schemes to you should invest in so as an as an individual i have these choices in terms of getting service from the service providers the other is direct platforms as you mentioned covera grow paytm money so i know everything myself i can directly go there create my profile and start investing right now one thing i want to mention here a lot of people are are you know concerned that you know what, what if these uh, websites close down tomorrow paytm close down tomorrow paytm money or covera grow please understand your money is not with them is, these are just dashboards your money is with the amc with mutual fund company so i am investing in excess mutual fund scheme my and through let's say grow so money is not with grow grow is just a dashboard it's just a platform right my money is with the excess mutual fund so if grow says i am closing my business today my money is as safe as it was it, it, it always was right so yeah so this is broadly what it is now you talking about all those uh, rtas and camps uh, yes. and carvi so if you have heard of nsdl and cdsl in demat account so where your shares are stored in electronic form so these are the counterparts in mutual fund industry okay. these are the service providers for all the mutual fund com uh, companies so all your you know electronic all the back end of uh, work which happens in terms of sip and kyc and uh, you know storing your uh, uh, units and all everything happens at, at this so, so from for an investor point of view i don't really need to worry about that because that's that will not make a difference to my returns and my uh, research right so that's think whatever is happening in the back end that's not important for me the front end is do i need a service from an advisor or do i need to go directly to the platforms and you know do it on my own so that's okay. what is important for for the investor okay the next question being ki there are a lot of uh, i'd say financial products which are similar to mutual fund jaise mutual fund ho gaye yeah. index fund ho gaye etfs ho gaye fund of fund ho gaye so just uh, can you differentiate between all four etf fund of fund mutual fund and index fund how do they differ from each other uh see these are these are like i would say broadly types of mutual funds uh, at least the two of them so index fund is a kind of a mutual fund so there so there are there are broadly two kinds of mutual funds when it comes to uh, management of uh, money one is passive index, uh, investing one is active investing passive investing is let's say there is a index called sensex or nifty so uh, uh, hdfc mutual fund comes with a scheme which says hdfc sensex plan right it means this particular scheme will invest in the same 30 companies which the sensex is holding and whenever there is a change in the sensex stocks this scheme will also copy paste the same it's like a copy paste kuch nahi karna this fund manager hai bas woh naam ke liye it doesn't matter who the fund manager is because he is supposed to copy paste right so that's called an index fund because you're copying an index right the other is uh, an actively managed scheme where is the fund manager says i will do my research and out of 30 stocks i'll pick maybe 20 22 23 which are better stocks and i'll try to give you more returns so that's called active active uh, schemes right now the next thing you asked was etf etf is nothing but index fund converted into a stock and it can trade on the stock market so exchange traded fund etf right so index fund converted into a stock and you can now buy it only from your demat account like okay. like any other stock but the composition is same so the returns of index fund and the same uh, counterpart etf will be same right so that's that's etf and index fund fund of funds again as the name suggests it is fund of funds so in a mutual fund what typically happens is you uh, the fund manager invest in other stocks right that's how the mutual fund scheme is formed you are the fund manager investing in stocks in fund of funds the fund manager is investing in other mutual fund schemes okay so 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 basically you get a portfolio of mutual fund schemes you get a complete portfolio in a fund of fund scheme 
Yeah. But I, I typically, I mean, in my programs, I tell people to maintain social distance from a fund of funds, uh, because you end up paying the charges twice. If you notice, uh, the mutual fund scheme you're investing into, they are charging something it's mm. called expense ratio, right? And the fund of funds you are investing through that fund of fund is also a mutual fund scheme, which is again, charging you expense ratio. So you're paying double the charges. Plus not many people are aware that taxation of fund of funds is way more disadvantageous compared to pure equity mutual fund schemes. So okay. you pay much more tax in a fund of fund compared to a equity mutual fund. So one, you are paying double the charges. Second, you are paying more taxes. And then you look at the returns. It will give you the answer, all okay. the fund of fund schemes. So it, it is like, I don't know why it even exists uh, to be very so frank. It should in not case- be there. In case a retail investor wants to have a portfolio, jo fund of fund offer karte hai, they can just directly reach out to maybe uh, a mutual fund distributor or an advisor of sorts, right? But then again, he'll help you right. not only be tax efficient, but also expenses kafi kam ho jayenge, which directly results right. uh, impacts your overall return when compounded over long periods of time. And Perfect. now we'll go a bit more deeper and ask you ki, Ek equity mutual fund, just sticking to equity mutual fund. Hum jab usko, like when we're trying to find one, what are key, I'd say metrics we look out for. And, uh, uh, an addition to it, do I look at price performance at all? Because, uh, it's always said, hum sabne sunaya ki past performance is not, uh, an indication of future performance as well. But then again, I feel that if a fund has performed well over past five to seven years, it certainly means ki kuch to baat hogi that it has performed let's say the market. So I think both of these arguments are sort of counterintuitive. So how do I navigate through this sort of dilemma that I have? And also what are other key metrics that I look out for? So I'll talk about the past performance first, as you rightly mentioned, uh, if the fund has performed in last five years, it means it, it, it is, it, it has the fund manager has got some skills or knowledge. Now this statement that past performance is not a guarantee of future. It is perfectly right. There's no, nothing wrong in this statement. But, you know, the investors take it in a negative way that you should not look at past performance. No, the idea of saying this statement does not mean you should not look at past performance. The idea is you should not just look at past performance, right? When you're looking at a mutual fund scheme, look at seven, eight parameters, whatever you're supposed to look at. But what typically investors do is they just focus on last one year, three year, five year return. They look at the top two, three schemes. They say, okay, these are good schemes. Let me invest in them. So to, to discourage investors from doing this kind of activity, which majority of investors do, that's why this kind of statement was, has been quoted by, you know, various experts and fund houses that past performance is not a guarantee of future, right? That does not mean past performance is irrelevant or insignificant. So it is significant. You have to look at it, but it is one of the things to look at, not the only thing, right? Now, other parameters you're talking about, there's something called turnover ratio. I just, you know, point out four, four, five pointers. Turnover okay. ratio is what, how much churning is happening in the fund. Okay. Let's say turnover ratio is 60%. It means in last one year, uh, fund manager has sold 60% worth of stocks in the portfolio and bought something new. Okay. That's called churning turnover ratio. turnover, kitta hua, right? Okay. Now lower the better. Why? Because hmm. I don't want my fund manager to keep on churning. I want him to do proper research and stick to the stocks for long. Right. Okay. So, so lower the better. Second is expense ratio, nothing but annualized charges. Again, lower the better. I would want to pay as less as possible. But again, just looking at turnover ratio 
being low does not make a scheme good. Just looking at expense ratio being low does not make a scheme good. You have to look at all the parameters holistically and then take your call. Not There is no single parameter which is so strong that you can reject or select a scheme. Okay. Whether it is a turnover ratio, expense ratio or past performance. Right. Next, uh, size of the fund. Okay. So not many people focus on that. So what happens is uh, naturally, let's say uh, a scheme is performing well. What will happen? The scheme size will go up because everyone wants to invest in that. And plus they are performing well means the, the, the size of the scheme portfolio is anyway going up. Right. Beyond a point, that size becomes a disadvantageous position for the fund because now the fund manager is not able to find good enough, good quality stocks to invest that fresh money which they're getting. Right. So they, unfortunately, without, I mean, they don't have any choice but to go to B or C category stocks and start investing in them. So what performed in the past now starts going down. And that's again, you know, again, the same thing comes past performance is not a guarantee of future because just because they have performed in the past, it might become, you know, a, a problem for them. This, this performance itself might become a problem for them. And then now they would not be able to perform because the fund size is so, so huge. So I also always also mentioned the, you know, the range of fund size you should look at in various categories when okay. I talk to my partners in the program. Then another uh, thing to look at is fund manager investment. Again, not many people know about it. I am the fund manager of the scheme. How much am I investing? That's very important. How much are the uh, board of directors of the scheme in, of, of the mutual fund investing in that scheme? How much are the other manage, senior management investing in that scheme? Now, why is it important? Because see that this is their full-time job. If they are not investing their own money, I would be definitely a little uncomfortable. You know, uh, there is no skin in the game. It's like you go to a cafeteria and you get to know the owner never eats, never eats there. <laughs> like there's something fishy. Yeah. When owner is not eating there, why should I go and eat? I mean, not that he has to eat every day, but he should you know, at least be there sometimes. So there is something called scheme information document where you get this data. Okay. And this is disclosed twice a year by the fund house. You just go type the name of your scheme on Google along with scheme information document. You will get the link and you can go and check there in the table how much investment is your fund manager doing and the other, other key people doing put together. And uh, thankfully, SEBI has come up with the law this year, April 2021. 20% of uh, fund manager's salary and other key people's salary will go into the scheme uh, in, in which they're investing into. Mm. So basically, instead of getting 100 rupees in their account, bank account as salary, they will get only 80 rupees. Remaining 20 rupees will come in the form of mutual fund units. Mm. Right? And to avoid that, they end up selling that scheme too, school, too soon. They have put a three-year lock-in. Okay. Till three years, they cannot uh, withdraw that money. So now they will truly have skin in the game. Now it will pinch them also if the performance is not good, which was not happening till now, right? So this is one very important criteria, how much the fund manager is investing his money. And the, another related to the same thing is, since when is the fund manager serving that scheme? Okay. Every two years, three years, if my fund manager is changing, that's also a concern, right? I want the fund manager to be there for as long as possible. So I look at how, since when do we have this fund manager in the scheme? At least I, I prefer at least three years should be there. The longer, the better, but at least three years is I want them to, you know, have that time to perform and show their skill and knowledge. And the last one within the performance, one is to look at the past returns in terms of CAGR, trailing returns. The other is rolling returns. Okay. Rolling returns gives you, gives you a more, uh, uh, you know, stringent measure of consistency of the scheme. So, so these are the broad, you know, uh, criteria, I would say that this, I think makes eight parameters in total, which you can, and yeah, one more, I missed number of stocks. I, I say the lower, the better, because if okay. the number of stocks is, let's say 50 
in a scheme another uh, scheme has got 90 so the scheme which has got 90 90 stocks they don't have you will always have limited quality stocks in the market right you will not have 200 500 limit, uh, you know good quality stocks the scheme which has got 50 stocks they still have got buffer to add more good quality stocks scheme which has already has got 90 stocks if they add more stocks most likely they will be b and c category stocks mm. so so that's one more parameter and i think the whole process is very comprehensive which is why i highly recommend ki go sign up for sir's mutual fund program because he does this full time for over 3 days so you can also delve a bit deeper into such nuances of mutual fund investing and also retain this stuff because i think 15 or let's say 10 minutes does not do justice to the type of learning it takes for you to choose a good mutual fund on that uh, front i also wish to ask the aum wala part right so i did i did my primary research as well and mereko pata laga that the darling mutual fund of all retail investors parag parika flagship program right that has primarily a lot of just retail investors uske andar institutional investments itni nahi hai and probably that is the reason unka aum size itna nahi increase karta compared to let's say a mere asset uh, jo kafi zyada upar gaya over let's say past 3 4 years so does this mean that it's actually good like i came to a conclusion that it's actually good for them because not only have they been a consistent performer under let's say the rajiv thakkar's uh, uh, this thing tenure uh, but also the fact that they do not have really large aum just plays in favor of them compared to jo baki ke mutual fund hai jahan pe agar wo aum ke piche bhagte hain then they compromise on the quality of stocks so is it right for me to conclude this and what's your opinion on this uh see when you talk about the aum or the size of the fund there is a threshold on the lower side and the upper side both the sides so uh, i'm i i don't remember uh, if if you can tell me the figure of what is the aum approximately of the fund you're talking between about between 5 to 10 5 to 10 5 to 10000 crores 5 to 10000 crores yeah so what i tell my investors is anything above 1000 crores is good on the minimum side so i would not look at a fund which is like 200 300 500 700 crores Why? they have just started uh there are two reasons for that number one the expense ratio will be high because there are certain costs which are fixed acha right by any fund house so if the fund size is small the but the, but the expenses are almost fixed so their charges will be in percentage in percentage terms high the second reason which i don't really have a proof of but you know from the common sense is let's say you or an i are the fund manager of a scheme right and we have just started and we want to be in that top league we want to perform and show to the world and show to the investor that we are doing good we tend to take aggressive bets because the fund size is small hoga kya ya to r ya par right so so they are like you know let's take those aggressive bets because we might do really well and we might just shine uh, very soon so the chances that fund manager will play around with the money of the investors is high when the fund size is small okay right? and when the fund size is decent enough they have more responsibility and they are more answerable so they will be like cautious you know, you know they will take their each step very carefully and you know, that's what i want the fund manager to do right so very low fund size is a problem very high is also a problem hmm. now coming to your question again uh 5 to 10000 crores i believe they will fall in a, in a that's not a very small fund size number one um you if you are comparing to the top uh, you know aum uh, mutual funds maybe it will look small but 5000 plus crores plus fund size is like they are in the main league Okay. So I don't think so. There, uh, be retail investors investing and institutional investors not investing is helping them uh, generate returns that they would have done even even if 
institutional investors were there. I think if you look at their turnover ratio, it's very low. Mm. So they are like true long term, long term players. They like they really they really invest for long term, and uh, uh, I think that that itself is enough to show that uh, you know they, they they are good at what they're doing because Absolutely. they're confident on what what they're selecting. Bilkul. So, so yeah, maybe that is working, working in their favor now. For now, no, absolutely. That that certainly is working, which is why uh, performance is good. And a lot of people trust them as well, especially yeah. people like us, who are not new yet and they just want to make good money through mutual funds. Sir, you defined eight parameters, defined and you also mentioned uh, a document called Scheme Information uh, SID, right? Which comes every two years. I want to know that are there any other tools? और अदर वेबसाइट्स और अदर रिसोर्सेज जहां पे मैं उन एट पैरामीटर्स के बारे में जान सकता हूं और इज एवरीथिंग दैट आई वांट टू नो ऑलरेडी देयर इन अ स्कीम इंफॉर्मेशन डॉक्यूमेंट एंड ऑल आई हैव टू डू इज रीड इट रिलीजियसली एंड अंडरस्टैंड इट नो नॉट रियली आई मीन स्कीम इंफॉर्मेशन डॉक्यूमेंट्स 100 200 पेजेस दैट्स नॉट वर्थ रीडिंग दैट सो देयर आर कपल देयर आर क्वाइट अ फ्यू वेबसाइट्स इट डिपेंड्स ऑन व्हिच वेबसाइट यू स्टार्टेड यूजिंग व्हेन यू स्टार्टेड लर्निंग so it's about your comfort level so i am comfortable with for example value research online.com and advisorcoach.com so these two websites gives me the data which i want but i why i am taking two websites because there are some data point which is very readily and easily available on value research and most of the data point i take it from advisor coach and that that you know pretty much gives me the answer sid i am using only to get that one data point that is the investment amount rest i am not really reading that because as i said it comes twice in a year so the data is not really updated Okay. So if I'm reading a five months old SID, that will not be updated data. But yeah, for that fund manager investment is uh, you know decent enough in terms of getting that range. That is good enough for me to get. Okay. The rest of the data, updated data, is there on these websites. There is Morningstar. There are a lot of other websites are there. I mean, there is no dearth of websites. Fine, sir. Uh, ab mutual fund industry like mutual fund sahi hai campaign. Itna famous hua. We have a lot of financialization happening, which is good for. both mutual fund industry of india and for people who can generate wealth right. but sir isi ka ek i'd say dark side hai ki bahut zyada exquisite schemes bhi aane lag gayi hain there's this thing called thematic funds right jaise value fund then sectoral fund then iifl ne apna naya fund launch kiya fintech fund jahan pe wo sirf fintech startups mein primarily but uh, let's say private equity space mein invest karenge then ipo fund by edelweiss jo recently listed ipos mein invest karenge chinese overseas fund so sir ye bahut zyada na exquisite side se funds aa rahe hain do they really add value or not because i remember radhika gupta uh, who is uh, ceo of edelweiss if i'm not wrong she mentioned ki they really don't add a lot of value जो पहले से म्यूचुअल फंड्स चले आ रहे हैं दे आर इनफ मोर देन इनफ फॉर इन्वेस्टर्स टू मेक डिसेंट मनी बट आई वॉन्ट टू नो वट्स योर व्यू इन दिस आई एम ग्लैड यू आस्क दिस क्वेश्चन सो यू हैव काइंड ऑफ आंसर इट ऑलरेडी सी अंडरस्टैंड फ्रॉम द परस्पेक्टिव ऑफ द पर्सन हु इज सेलिंग यू एनीथिंग म्यूचुअल फंड कंपनी नो मैटर विच कंपनी इट इज देर इन द बिजनेस ऑफ डूइंग वॉट सेलिंग स्कीम्स राइट एंड टू सेल स्कीम्स performance will come whenever it will come but marketing is one thing which comes on day one okay right? and they are good at it they are supposed to be good at it right now let's say you go to a showroom you know to buy a show piece right there are thousand show piece show pieces on display right but you buy one two or three whichever you need right so you you might ask and why are thousand pieces on display when i need only two or three there are thousand pieces on display because they know someone will buy this someone will buy something else so they want to sell 
they just want to sell they not they don't care about you know whether this piece is looking good or not and this is valuable or not that's not the point the point is there are different people different opinions uh when you have n number of different uh exclusive uh, you know exclusive kind of uh, schemes uh you will be like everyone will someone will buy, everyone will buy something from me koi kuch le lega koi kuch le lega right so all these schemes which are coming that ipo scheme and all that these are all i call them fancy categories it's like a fancy dress competition happening and the one name which you took was thematic fund there's a most ridiculous fund i mean even others you're talking about ipo again and fintech and all you are please understand again i uh, one more thing i want to point out here i always tell my investors fund manager manager ke dukh ko samjho understand the pain point of fund manager because he or she is the one who will manage your hard earned money right now if you have a scheme which is binding you to invest only in ipos new ipo stocks or binding you to invest only in uh, psu stocks or only in consume consumption stocks mm-hmm. when you are binding fund manager in any form you are you know doing harm to yourself mm-hmm. why do you bind the fund manager you go to a mid cap scheme for example fund manager is investing in 60 stocks he is spread that money in 15 20 different sectors and industries and whenever he feels that this particular industry will not do well he will take out those two three stocks from that industry and put in something else so he has got that flexibility to maneuver around right and that's what generates the returns the moment you bind them i mean they are ready to get bind because they are getting their money i mean they are again in the business of selling the mutual fund schemes but yeah they do not add value at all it it's just a fancy category in your in your portfolio you feel good that i have done something different everyone wants to do something different and that's what they are you know taking advantage of uh, i call the other basic schemes as dal roti schemes i have given a name dal roti schemes in my program i tell them they take a pure large cap pure mid cap and pure small cap that's what will is good for your uh, you know dal roti is good for your health and these schemes are good for your financial health anything else you are doing is all uh, you know zazi and fancy doesn't doesn't help bilkul bilkul and uh, i also wish to ask you your uh, i'd say viewpoint on small case now i think small case ka jo let's say trend shuru hua hai and i do think ki yeah they do add some sort of value and they're an alternative to mutual funds right so i just want to understand pehle to what differentiates two of them on like uh, perspective like kis kis mindset se should you view it and also uh, can they actually replace Uh, your uh, portfolio may mutual fund ka place when it comes to let's say overall wealth creation possibilities see whatever uh, uh, whatever i have explored for small case one thing i have noticed is it's it's is number of stocks is very less it's not like 50 60 70 stocks right and i think small case began with the uh, uh, with the objective of making stock investing convenient that's how i look at it So let's say I'm into I'm investing into mutual funds. So I can put an SIP. Automatically, the money will go out from my from my from my uh, savings account, and the investment will be done in the appropriate place. But if I'm investing in a portfolio of ten, twenty stocks, I have to open my app or my my laptop and manually do it. You know, every month or every week or whenever I want to do it. Small case is solving that problem because you can you know allocate the uh, the, the you know stocks the percentage, and you can just click and you know it the money goes in the same proportion. so it is more of a convenience tool uh, for people who are investing in direct stocks right it is not really you can't really compare mutual funds and uh, uh, small case rather you can compare your stocks portfolio and small case in terms of convenience 
Okay. Other than that, uh, mutual fund has 50, 60, 70 stocks. This one has got 10, 15, 20 stocks. There is no comparison as such. I mean, there are two different products. And again, same thing is happening in small case. All those fancy categories you have, like mm. all kinds of uh, possibilities. It's like permutation combination. Jitna bana sakte, utna banao. The more permutation combination you have, the more you will be able to sell. Because okay. every investor will have different view and they will buy something or anything from you. So I think I can make out of it ki, the more complexity do you add to your portfolio uh, either buying some fancy names or maybe uh, going through the small case uh, route not necessarily bad per se but only adding complexity is making your life as an investor harder uh, compared okay. to vanilla mutual fund a large cap, small cap, mid cap which is convenient and they do something exact opposite Sir, uh, we cannot uh, talk about let's say mutual fund and not talk about debt mutual funds, right? Equity mutual fund, hai, but debt also plays a decent role. Now, I am 20. I am 20. I like, I debt. Ki nahi hai. I have 20, 30, 40 years of pure compounding and it makes sense for me to just invest in equity. How do you approach ki debt mutual fund mein kaise invest karna and how safe is it? Because when Franklin Templeton ka, uh, default, hua, I won't say default, but when the case was default, let's say, a lot of investors. Mein. And that's why they prefer to FDs in the bank ka trust hai, compared to, let's say, a foreign uh, mutual fund scheme which I don't So how do you view it? I'll answer the Franklin thing first. Uh, see, first look at the frequency of such uh, incidents. Uh, we tend to, you know, overhype the negative thing a lot. I'm, I mean, I understand the people who have their money there. They really, you know, went through that pain. Plus, please understand, you will not put everything in your debt uh, allocation to Franklin. And if you have done that, your first step was only wrong. So, for, uh, let's say you had, you know, twenty percent of your total assets into debt, and everything was into Franklin. That's extremely rare case scenario. And if that is, that is happening, you should first you know, look at your other portfolio also. Equity So first of all, you should have diversified, right? Uh, and if, if I have diversified, if I have within debt schemes also, I will not care much. I have to take it in my stride. I mean, these things will keep happening. I mean, that will not make me uh, uh, not fulfill my financial goals. If something can be fulfilled through equity or debt, I'll do that. Uh, irrespective of what is happening. So, so that's, that should not be taken with so seriously, right? Now coming to, uh, you said you pay a 20 and you know how you should take debt and why should you even invest in debt? This notion of debt and equity related, related to age is a big misconception and it's, it's a, it's a wrong direction in my opinion. Why? See equity market, whether it's direct stocks or equity mutual fund is meant for long-term investing. Five year plus is what I say, right? If you're investing in equity for your next, you need money after one year, two year, three year, even four year, and you're investing in equity market, you are gambling. You are a gambler. You're not an investor. So nothing wrong in gambling. I mean, it's a choice it's your life, but you should know that you are a gambler, not an investor. No, don't call it. Don't say that I'm an investor. Say I'm a gambler. Be proud. Yeah. So equity is meant for five year plus, right? Debt is meant for any goals, which is within five year and plus your exigencies and emergency fund. Right. Now, whether you are 20 or 30 or 70 or 80, life is uncertain for everyone. 
So you should always have some portion in debt. Why? Let's say you started investing only in equity, saying that I am young, I don't need I need money for next 10, 20, 30 years. And March 2020 came, and you need money for something really urgent in your family or for your personal use, for your business or whatever. And the market is down 30, 40 percent, and then you go and sell your equity. That's when the debt would have helped you. That cushion, you know, would have it would have given that cushion to you. So that's one place how debt helps. Second, uh, how much should you allocate to debt and equity? Again, people relate to age. There is a very standard formula going in the market: hundred minus age is equal to equity. So you're twenty years old. Hundred minus twenty, eighty should be eighty percent should be in equity. Twenty percent should be in debt. Again, I say it should be as per your goals. Let's say I'm thirty year old, and I am planning to buy a house two years down the line, for which I need forty lakhs down payment. I will not put my fresh investments into equity. Why? Because I want to pay that 40 lakh rupees two years online. Right. So being 30 year old, my 60, 70, 80% of investments can be in debt. Hmm. Now, if you look at the theory, it will say you are a fool 30 year old and you're investing in 80% debt. You will never, you know, you know, uh, grow in your, in your financial life, but look at my financial goal, which is coming up. Right. Hmm. I don't want to risk it uh, to equity market for two years because it's a gamble. Right? At the same time, there's someone who is 70 year old, retired, children are married off, well settled. There's no loan, no EMI, no credit card, nothing, right? And I have, you know, I have uh, enough chunk, enough uh, investments in terms of my retirement life. I can invest 80, 90% in equity. Why not? 10 to 20% of debt is enough to fulfill my short, you know, my monthly monthly needs for next five years, for example. And the remaining 80% can go in equity because I know five year plus may would, it will, it will give me very good returns, much twice or thrice what that will give me after tax. Mm. So it's not related to age. 70 year old guy can have 80% debt and 20, 30 year old guy can have 80% in debt. It depends on your financial goal. That's all. I mean, there's, there's no point, uh, you know, asking people always ask me this question It's a standard question across in all my, uh, you know, sessions and, uh, programs that well, how much should I put in debt and equity? I say there is no standard answer. If you run behind standard answer, you will do more harm. It will do more harm to you than benefit. So look, make your financial plan, do your financial planning, and then figure out how much you would need to invest where. I think it's clearly evident that genuinely which is why you have the most structured answer anybody has ever given me with respect to this. So hats off to that totally. Now, uh, sir, I have few FAQs. And these are questions that I've received from my audience. So Abham, jaldi, jaldi, uh, you don't really have to spend a lot of time, 10 seconds, yeah. one minute, jitna time lena, and we'll try covering most of them, right? First yeah. is, yeah. Uh, how do you use SIPs, STPs, and SWPs properly for uh, your whole mutual fund portfolio? So you can do, uh, like, you can just explain these terms, thoda sa, and then how can we smartly use these uh, different, I'd say, workings of mutual fund to your benefit in your portfolio? So SIP is the most common tool, which people know as systematic investment plan. Every month, let's say I'm investing 20,000 rupees. So my, from my savings account, 20,000 will go to various mutual fund schemes, right? That's called SIP, right? Let's say now I've got 5 lakh rupees or 1 lakh, 10 lakh rupees, whatever a lump sum amount to invest. One way is I continue my SIP in my savings account, the money is lying down and I, my investment is going. The other way is take out that money from savings account, put that in a debt mutual fund. Let's uh, There are various kinds of debt mutual fund schemes. One is one, one of them is liquid fund. Mm. Put that money in liquid fund and from there, the SIP will go. Now that is called systematic transfer plan. Mm. The name changes. It's technically, every month the money mm. is going out, but instead of going out from savings account, it is going out from the liquid fund. Right Now, what's mm. the purpose of this? 
when you have money lying down in your savings account you will find genuine reasons to spend it uh wo jab dikhta hai na account mein paisa yaar ye khareed lete hain wo khareed lete hain you can end up buying things which are frivolous which which is like not not really required right out of sight out of mind you take out the money and put it in a liquid fund it's kind of invested mm. right and the returns in liquid fund is slightly more than the savings account so that's double benefit one you will not spend that money you really wanted to invest it and you will actually invest it and you will get a little higher returns instead of keeping it in your savings account so that's stp swp is just the opposite of sip systematic withdrawal plan right so if i want to sell a scheme in my portfolio which has got let's say 1 lakh 2 lakh 3 lakh rupees of investment value today instead of taking out at once i can you know give instructions to the fund house ki withdraw it over next 12 months divide by 12 equal parts withdraw it in next 12 months and uh, that's called systematic withdrawal plan typically the significance of systematic withdrawal plan is from taxation purpose so there's something called short term capital gain and long term capital gain to save yourself from short term capital gain tax you can do an swp so that you fall into you know th- th- this is a long explanation I'll, i i may not be able to explain without a presentation but uh, this helps you in tax saving and helps you in uh, saving the exit load there's something called exit load in mutual fund schemes Achha. if you exit a mutual fund scheme within one year of investment they charge you 1% charge hmm. beyond one year it is 0% so i am doing an sip in a mutual fund scheme for last one year and if i sell it today altogether i will pay 1% to the mutual fund company and my tax will also be high instead of that i'll do an swp for next 12 months so i will save on my tax also mm. and i will save on 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 my uh, uh, exit load also so that's how the swp will help okay so sir stp mein i had a query right so when i was also reading about stp this is the uh, exact thing that i read and i found this very i'd say unique and very smart thing to do as an investor but sir ye mujhe ek drawback mila tha i don't know whether i'm right or not ki when you're doing an stp aap stp ek amc ke debt fund se usi amc ke equity mutual fund mein hi kar sakte ho is this right okay. or is this not and let's say if i want to do it cross mera debt mutual fund let's say aditya birla wali scheme mein hai but mujhe apna equity access wale mein karna hai can i do this via stp or is there any other way for me to do it no you cannot you were right the first point was right you have to do it from the same fund house but that's not i mean in what sense are you saying it's a drawback how does it matter because that money is just lying on the liquid fund which is as safe as any other liquid fund ne mujhe bas ye tha convenience hoti ki stp mein automatically khud ba khud katte ja raha hai because abhi agar mujhe birla se access mein dalna hai mujhe wahan pe redemption request dalni padegi and then us amount ko direct karna padega so wo thoda inconvenient ho jata hai but then again kya hi farak padta hai it's just a matter of ठीक है सर इट्स अ वन टाइम वन टाइम टास्क राइट नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन इज टैक्स ट्रीटमेंट ऑफ म्यूचुअल फंड्स गिव मी अ कपल ऑफ छोटे-छोटे पॉइंट्स व्हिच आई मस्ट कीप इन माइंड व्हाइल मैक्सिमाइजिंग और रादर मिनिमाइजिंग माय टैक्स ऑब्लिगेशन एंड मेकिंग इट मोस्ट टैक्स एफिशिएंट इक्विटी म्यूचुअल फंड पोर्टफोलियो फॉर मी श्योर सो टैक्सेशन इज प्रीटी सिंपल इन इंडिया इफ यू इन्वेस्ट इन म्यूचुअल फंड for one year less than one year लेट्स से यू बाय स्कीम सम यूनिट्स टुडे एंड यू सेल विद इट बिफोर 365 डेज whatever profit you make if you make profit whatever profit you make you pay 15% tax 15 right so let's say you bought a mutual funds worth 10 lakh rupees you sold it for 12 lakh rupees within one year 2 lakhs ka profit hua 15% of that is 30000 rupees 30000 rupees tax will go when you file the income tax returns right the amc will not cut it you will get the entire 2 lakhs in your bank account but you have to you know voluntarily go and pay when you are filing your income tax mm. if you do do the same thing after one year after 365 days First one lakh rupees is free from tax. So mm-hmm. same example, ten lakh becomes twelve lakhs. I sell it after one year. Let's say three sixty sixth day, right? 
So first one lakh rupees is no tax. The next one lakh rupees I have to pay ten percent tax. That is ten thousand rupees. Hmm. So total two lakhs ke profit ke upper I pay ten percent ten thousand rupees as tax. In the earlier case I was paying thirty thousand rupees as tax. Hmm. Right. So so that's the short term capital gain STCG and long term capital gain LTCG. That's a very commonly term these initials uh, which the which people use. The third tax which you have to be careful about is dividend tax. So if you are there are different kinds of mutual fund schemes within every scheme there you have an option of growth plan and dividend plan. So if you want regular income, you can choose a dividend plan. So same scheme will give, you know take out money from from the scheme and give you some in the form of dividend. Now that dividend is taxed as per your income tax lab. So if you are in thirty percent tax lab, you will pay thirty percent tax on dividend. If you are in zero percent tax lab, you will not pay any any tax. So depending on your tax lab, you have to figure out whether it's it's uh, you know useful for you or not. But you should be aware that that dividend will be taxable. Yeah. Okay. So broadly, these are the three things you should keep in mind. fine and finally the last question what should be the ideal number of mutual fund schemes in my portfolio for let's say guy like me who's in his 20s so this again so whether you are 20 or 80 uh, the ideal number of schemes should be 3 to 4 okay and total la- large it, it, mid small and an elss or a debt like so uh, this is for pure equity elss is different because elss is for a different purpose so i am excluding elss from this okay. i am excluding debt from this so debt again is from different mm. purpose i am saying you have an equity mutual fund portfolio for your various financial goals so that should be should not have more than 3 to 4 active schemes active scheme means when in which you are doing sip actively and you can have maybe one or two schemes on hold so you are not buying anything new but whatever you have bought it is already there so let's say four to six schemes in total including 3 to 4 schemes in active category and 2 to 3 schemes in hold category not more than that and this is irrespective of your portfolio size because what people do is abhi main 5 lakh laga raha hu now my portfolio is 15 lakhs now i should have more schemes than 50 lakhs more schemes 1 crore more schemes i know people with 20 25 schemes because they think it's required because my portfolio size is big they end up making below index fund returns so it's it's yeah. worthless finally uh, so second last question for you is ki What does anupamrungta.com brand look like in 2025? What plans do you have aage and how do you think you'll progress and what's your step by step abhi ke liye vision for now? I uh, yeah, this reminds me of the interviews which I gave that's a very that was a very typical question ki five pass where will you uh, will you will you be five years on the line and I, I think I never had an answer to that. Um I I really don't think so I have an answer to that but what I look at when I take my next step is that how where is the gap in uh, the service to the investor as on today where where is that gap which i can fill up for example the mutual fund program which i did i i am not aware of anyone doing a live program of mutual funds and i don't know anyone doing a program in which the shortlisting happens live in the program so there are various courses available they are all good i have also taken the courses to understand how they are you know what what kind of value they are giving but uh, they end up telling what the parameters are they end up explaining it very well but the implementation part is not really there available so that's where i fill the gap the same thing i did in uh, stock market program the same thing i'll do in uh, financial planning and debt mutual fund so i don't know how it will shape up because i am doing things which uh, uh, which you know do not exist right now or which my investors are asking me for for example debt mutual fund and financial planning is something which was not there in my plan but it it is now there because every second participant is saying you know 
please come up with debt mutual fund i really want to un- learn and i want to invest please come up with financial planning i really want to do my financial planning and i re- i know it's very important i didn't know that there is so much of gap in terms of people not doing financial planning so i'll okay. just keep up keep on filling that gap wherever possible and uh, there is there are no numbers or targets as such for 25 or 30 or anything <laughs> like that so let, sure. let let's let it just flow the way it is flowing i think it's much better to go with the flow rather than having a proper plan because uh, when plans do not meet thoda sa dukh hota hai and then you bound yourself ki plan ke hisab yep. se hi chalna hai and so far yes. your life has been so smooth i won't say smooth but plan ke hisab se aap nahi chal rahe the you were just going with the flow and you are at the stage jahan pe you are well settled financially free helping a lot of people which is insanely awesome final question here i have one best advice you received in your life and one worst advice you received in your life uh best advice i have shared this with a lot of people uh, in the session so i started investing from my first paycheck mm-hmm. and that advice came from my father so uh, it was a very interesting conversation i was in my first job uh, in gurgaon and uh, you know just before the salary was about to come and i already had my plans how to spend that money when it come my father called and uh, you know the rest was history <laughs> so all my plans were you know like reversed and uh, he he didn't he, i mean he was very uh, candid in terms of he's asking me what are your plans and how you plan to invest and all so i said i'll invest at the end of the month you know whatever is left i will invest everything so he's like if that's your plan you will not be able to invest for next 7 to 8 years that's my guarantee So I like why are you saying that he like you will not be left with anything by the end of the month no matter how economic you are no matter how much uh, care you take so the best is you get your salary on first second third of the month whatever the date is within you know next day itself you invest the money whatever the smallest amount is invest as low as uh, you can uh, and don't don't go with a very high number so it's like invest uh, earning minus investment is equal to Uh, expenses. expenses instead of uh, earning minus expenses so i think that worked wonders wonders because within 6 months i realized that had my father not called me and now he would have called me after 6 months or 1 year i would have not been able to save because i would have got into that habit of not saving and spending that money so that habit is uh, you know building is what was the best advice and that is helping me till date and that's what you know had set me financially free what's the worst advice uh i have to really think i mean when you get an advice uh, you you think that it's a good advice or it might not be a very good advice but worst advice i think rather can't really recall any worst advices i mean no one will really misguide <laughs> you as such but uh, yeah i think uh, you do learn from your own mistakes rather than other people's guidance it's more about your taking responsibility and uh making sure that you don't uh, make those mistakes again and uh, again like one last question two investing books that you recommend to everybody and two non investing books that you recommend to anybody to lead a more fulfilling and a more uh, prosperous life okay so investing books are very difficult to pick there are like so many of them but yeah for, for someone who is new to the industry altogether so uh, one it's a very i mean i think most uh, recommended book is rich dad poor dad because that gives you a overall mindset and direction of you know how to think about money and uh, once you're done with that if you have interest, interested in stocks uh, and all then again there are i mean this is where the tough part is because there are so many good books but i the one i like the most is the intelligent investor because i i think that's a bible of uh, stock investing 
uh, you can i mean after reading that book whichever book you read you'll like okay i know this because you've read this in, in uh, you know you've got this foundation so strong by reading that one 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 okay. book so these are two investing books um non investing book there's one book which uh, i have i think gifted the most in my life uh, that's called the go giver okay so you might have heard people saying uh, he's a go getter you know in sales a lot of these uh, you know this term is go you know go get it go go getter right so this book talks about being a go giver so that they you know change your perspective altogether in terms of how giving will get you what you want instead of you know latching on to things you look at how can you contribute and give to people around you not about society not about donation and all they're talking about mm-hmm. giving in all aspects of life be it uh, professional or financial or uh, you know personal whatever it is so that's one book uh, another non finance book uh, uh, okay there are quite a few i have read which is a recent one uh, really think of actually i have mentioned yeah there is one uh, book called uh, who moved my cheese i let okay. it very very long back uh, so that i i mean i i don't even remember what exactly were the points there but i remember that one book made a lot of impact uh, on me in terms of and i i got interested into reading uh, those kind of books so these are the two books which uh, you can you know pick and start reading i think you you uh, not just read books but also apply uh this clearly comes from the fact that you genuinely are a giver you're giving a lot to your clients to people around you people on linkedin and people like me who wish to learn from you so thank you for that thank you again for your time now i'd like to give you the opportunity to hand off where uh, the audience can learn about you and how can they contact you uh, well um, my uh, address is my website that's anupamrumta.com and they can go there and go to the contact us page they can leave a message there and their email id is also mentioned there so that's the best way to contact us if you really want to get in touch if you want us to reply to any query of yours uh yeah so i think that that is i would not you know uh, give two three options because that will really that message will reach us and we will be able to reply there are people who reach us through linkedin and facebook and other and they, those messages get delayed in terms okay. of our response okay so Fine. so i think the website is the best way to do it so i'll make sure i'll put the link to your uh, anupamrumta.com ki website down below also links sure. to your respective programs that you're running and your uh, flagship follow my portfolio so if you're still watching the video thank you for watching the video abhi tak go check out what sir is doing it's insane and thank you again sir for your time much appreciated sure thank you kashish for this for making this effort and for inviting me and uh, all the best to you for your for your venture thank you sir